With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre first, then running back Philip Lindsay, and then lastly, defense lineman Leo Jackson. All right, we're excited about having our home opener in Folsom, and uh, it's always an awesome place to play. And um, I was looking at my office before I came down here, and they're painting on the field the, 50th, the 50s out there for Ralphie, um, 50th running, 50th year. So that's exciting seeing that, and that's always, always a blast. Um, and so it's going to be a um, – a fun Saturday here. We kick off at noon, um, so we need all the students to get up before noon, and that's hard for a student to do on a Saturday and be there because um, they make a big difference for our team when they're there. So I, I know they'll be there. Just get there before noon. Wake up at uh, 11.45 and come on over. So, okay, I'll take any questions at this time. thought I was going to get off easy. Okay. After you watched film of the offense's performance on mm -hmm. Friday, I guess just talk about how you felt after the game and how you felt after watching the field and what are the fixes that need to happen right. for your offense. Um, we were clicking on all cylinders. We were rolling for, for 17 and a half minutes, I guess, or 18 minutes. Um, and then we had the, 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 the great interception by their guy where we um, threw the ball out there. Steven made a great throw. and. Devin got down and he kind of had it, and then it kind of just bobbled out a little bit. It was kind of he was trying to re-grab it, and their guy made a great play of pulling it out. And then after that, that kind of stymied us. But uh, that would have been a first down. Would have been basically on the other side of the 50, and I think momentum to go in and go up 24 to nothing because uh, we were rolling. And uh, then after that, we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit here and there. They also made some plays. They're a lot better on defense than they were last year, um, and we knew that going in. So we saw a lot of little things that could have been really that ended up being big things for us. If we would have made a couple, done a couple little things better, um, we definitely should have got in the end zone a couple more times. But um, I still think that Marty does an excellent job with their defense, and they've mixed it up a little bit better, and, and they were much improved on defense. Um, but we still need to correct things, and you know, going in the first game, those type of things uh, pop up a little bit more. And uh, when another team's kind of had their feet wet for a little bit, that always helps them a little bit. So hopefully we'll make some, be able to correct a few of those little things and, and be able to have a big week this week is what we're hoping. Coach, a uh, two-part question about uh, your place kickers. Uh-huh. Uh, first with Stefano, uh, just wondering, obviously, a unique situation with his age and being from Australia. What did you uh, kind of see in him that you thought he would still be a good fit for the program? And then secondly, obviously, he was the number one guy this past week. Is it his job to lose, or do you see it as a, a competition still on a weekly basis going forward? Uh, um, James, yeah, I, I think James is a great fit. You know, the, he comes from a program over there that sent 70 kids or 70 men, however you want to say it, um, to Division One, one Division Two, one AA programs. They have multiple guys kicking in the NFL, punting, kicking, doing different things. Um, and uh, so – um, we felt really good about his talent, the coaching he was getting, um, and really liked who he was, like who he is as a person. And uh, he, he's doing really well. Um, you know, he was a nicked up a little bit before our game. Um, that's why we were kind of deciding if he could play or not. Um, and he was able to go. He didn't even kick all week until the day of the game. That's why I kept telling y'all I fibbed, but I couldn't. That was what was going on. And uh, so, and he was able to kick pretty well in the game. And it also, um, you know, Davis Price um, kicked off really well. We were glad to, to see that. Um, and uh, he had been doing that all camp, and we felt like if he could do that in the game. He, he did that last year, and then Davis hurt his knee a little bit, and it kind of set him back. And then he got mono. 
that's when I told him he couldn't go out with girls anymore. You know, he just couldn't date anybody. And uh, so, um, uh, so that was good. And uh, Chris Graham um, came in and kicked the extra point good. Chris Graham backs up every position we have. He's very valuable to us. And he'll have to kick sometime this year and come through just like he did last year. But, yeah, James is our kicker right now. If Hopefully he stays healthy and everything goes like it should because, as you can tell, he can really get the ball up quick and do some things good. Coach Josh Kaiser got a start to the Jeremy Irwin. Yep. Uh, speaking of playing MTS Bay, it seemed like that there was a sense that this offensive line can do much better than what you guys saw uh-huh. on Friday. Uh, just your evaluation of how you thought they played. Um, I definitely thought uh, I thought Josh played definitely well enough for us to win, um, which he did. Um, and uh, I thought that our offensive line, they had a, a couple stunts that we kind of uh, – Miscommunicated on, they got us on, and then we, then they beat us a couple of times. They're, you know, their defensive line is good and has played a lot of football, um, and uh, so I, uh, we definitely have to keep getting better. We'll get better from that game to this game, uh, on that side. But I thought overall they gave us enough opportunities to to make enough plays to to win the football game. But they, you know, of course, you, as a coach, you always see things they got to keep improving on. But I, going back to Josh, I thought Josh in his first start. Um, definitely played well enough for us to win the football game. He had a winning grade, and uh, I was excited about seeing that and how he competed. I told him after the game how proud I was of him to go out there and compete like he did in his first start, and, and I thought he did a good job. Mike, just a follow-up on James Stefano. Yeah. So with one of the tidbits in his bio, the second oldest player in the FBS, right. active player, 30 years old. How many 30-year-olds on your roster throughout the year very often? I mean, I well, when I coach for the Cowboys and the Jets, yeah, but not, not, not in college. Um, oh, no, I haven't had any 30-year-olds in college before. Um, I've had, uh, you know, 26, 25 in that area before. Um, guys that have gone on mission, that type of thing, or been in the service and came back. Um, so, uh, but no, um, not one uh, thirty. Guys, kickers think they can kick forever. It seems like so mm-hmm. for you guys, age probably isn't a big issue. No, no, he needs to um, uh, keep kicking. I guess the Raiders are having that problem right now with their guy. He can. It's like he's been kicking forever. I think he was. I think I was ten years old when he started kicking for the Raiders, um, and they had Blanda before that, right? And he kicked forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they can kick forever and, and do that as long as they stay flexible and do, and keep themselves. And he's in great shape. You know, he played soccer for a long time, professional soccer. So he's in really good shape. Uh, Coach, yesterday after practice you mentioned uh, the strength that Texas State has at the linebacker position. Yes. So in regards to, to Phil versus uh, the Bobcats front seven on defense, what are some some key matchups that you've gathered just from watching film over the last couple of days? Yeah, um, I'll uh, go over there. Um, Brian London, um, number nine, he's a big athletic linebacker uh, for them. And then uh, Frank Griffin's another one. And then Gable, they're big. They're you know they're all over two thirty, um, right in that area. They're big and athletic. They make a lot of plays for their defense. And last year they made plays. In this first game, they made a lot of plays. They held, I think, their opponent to. I think they held uh, Houston back to 59 yards rushing. You know, we can't be held to 59 yards rushing and expect to win the game. So I think they're very stout in the linebacking area. Um, so we're going to have to get to the second level. Our, our offensive line have done a good job of getting to the second level. Uh, if they can get to the second level and at least get a piece of the guy, when the guy comes off, he's off balance, and, and uh, Phillip and Michael and those guys can make them miss when that happens and run through an arm tackle. Um, so that's what we got to be able to do. This past weekend in college football, we saw a couple yeah. underdogs knock off heavily favored teams. Uh-huh. You've been in this business a long time. You played and coached. I guess, 
What's the, <clears throat> what's the recipe on both sides for an underdog and for a favorite to take care of business in a game like this? Because it is an interesting dynamic. Yeah, um, well, you know, the uh, I don't know if UCLA is typically an underdog in that game. To me, I think they're very extremely talented and, and very good. Um, the thing that you have to do is once you get up, you got to kind of put a team away. And that's something we didn't do last week. We had our chances to let them kept hanging around, and that goes credit to them. CSU kept fighting. Um, and sometimes you got to outwill the opponent, and if their will breaks, then you blow them away. Um, and uh, we didn't get that done last week. CSU kept fighting, and uh, we kept letting them stay in the game, and um, they made plays to do that. So this week, if we get up, we got to be able to put them away, uh, and that's hard to do. Um, as you saw in the UCLA game, they I think Texas A&M probably thought it was over, and UCLA just kept believing and kept fighting and kept believing and kept fighting. Um, to me, one of the, the great plays in that game, if you go back to it, was the block field goal. Um, it's 44 to 31. They're lining up to kick a field goal. I believe that's that correct score. Good when I saw it, something like that. And they blocked that field goal. That they had. A chance. They don't block that field goal. They make that field goal. UCLA probably doesn't win it. Um, and uh, so I thought that was a, a big, big play in the game. And uh, um, the, the energy they had and they, the way they kept playing. You just got to – it showed a lot on – I was extremely happy for Jim Moore and UCLA and what they did and for the Pac-12. I thought that was good. And then my uh, jackets got beat last night late. I was very disappointed. I was working late on this, and then I, somebody said, hey, they're going to overtime. I said, they're what? And Because they were up 28-14 at one time, somebody told me. So I watched the last couple of overtimes while I was still working. And to, I always like to watch those situations. Like even in the UCLA game, I'm giving you a long answer. When I found out what the score was, it was like six minutes to go. We took the offensive staff and sat down and took out our time management cards and said, okay, how are we going to manage this game? And we talked through the game as we're watching it. How would we manage if we were A&M? How would we manage if we were UCLA? We took it as a, a teaching experience for us, and we learned a couple things in it. And, uh, um, and then in overtime, I was looking at what they were kind of doing there. And um, so it was a heartbreaking loss for Tech. Good win for Tennessee, though. Will you talk to your team about, like, UNLV losing to Howard or yep. Liberty beating Baylor? Will, yep. Or was that a thing? Um, no, we, we will definitely um, – they know all that, but we'll definitely mention different things uh, about that um, for sure. Hopefully they know that. Hopefully they've got – we've got enough um, culture of attitude. I thought the practice was excellent today. I didn't have to get on anybody or try to get them going. They were ready to roll. Um, so that's always a, a telltale sign to me. Um, and they, they know you only get so many times to play too. Um, that's that's so true. That's what I always always preach. You're blessed to be able to have the opportunity to play, and you never know when your last play is going to be for a while. And our game is such a physical game, so you better go give all you got every time you have a chance. Coach, I think I saw that Tim Lenac rated out high on Friday. I think I saw that. Uh huh. Um, Did you get that from his mom? His grade? It was his dad. Oh, his dad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. All right. All right. Quit. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering your impression of him, at least from the outside, I could be way off. He seems like a quiet kid that just kind of handles his business. Mm -hmm. And uh, just wondering what your impressions are and how he's progressed in his, I think, third year now. Yeah, uh, Timmy's very talented, works extremely hard, um, great work ethic, just a solid, solid um, young man. And uh, you're right, he kind of keeps quiet. He has a great personality, but he does kind of keep quiet, does his own business. Um, and, and plays really well. And, you know, last year making freshman All-American, I kept telling you, you're not, you're not going to be a one-hit wonder, right? And so he just kept working and working and working. And uh, um, he's doing an excellent job for us at, at guard. And um, I think he's an excellent player. I think he'll, as he keeps going, I think he'll be one of the top linemen in the conference 
uh, as he keeps growing up. Might have mentioned it in your opening, but 50 years of Ralphie yeah. at this university. Your time as head coach, what's your most memorable <coughs> Ralphie moment? Did you have any good interactions with, with Some of the people have heard this before. Yeah, my first time I ran on Folsom Field, Ralphie almost ran over me. Um, so uh, we're playing uh, Central Arkansas here. And uh, so we're, they, we used to come out, when we came out of the old locker room, they had like a black plastic thing that we could go under. And so we're underneath there, and you can't see anything. You can't see the clock. So there's a person standing there by Ralphie going, five, four, three, two, go. So Parker Orms and I are in front of him with the captain. We start going out, and we get out there, and the gate's open for Ralphie, but Ralphie won't move. So I'm literally looking Ralphie <laughs> eye to eye, and I'm thinking all this in one second. I'm going to get run over. I'm dead. This is the last time. I mean, we're, it's over. And, and so – Luckily, they luckily not luckily they've trained Ralphie not to run behind people, so she wouldn't go. So I looked at Parker, Parker and I looked at, and all this is happening in like a split second. Okay, here comes the team behind me, but they're just running. They don't see us. I, I said, Parker, run! We're gonna get trampled. And we ran, and then we got out on the sidelines. They shut the gate back. Ralphie didn't run, so we're out there. First time in Folsom, the whole crowd goes, boom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is great. And sure enough, it rattled our team. We went out on the field, didn't have 11 players, jumped off sides on the first snap. We're three and out right there. We kind of stopped them. We kind of regained composure and won the game. And she ran out at halftime. So I, Dave Platty told me after the game, I said, Dave, has that ever happened before? One other time. I said, well, when was that? Well, it says it was when CU beat Nebraska 62 to 36. I said, well, we ought to do that every game. You know, so uh, that's, that's my Ralphie experience. But all the rest of them have been awesome, been phenomenal. You recruited them here, so you obviously saw the potential in Jacob Hallier. But has he had all surprised you just quickly? How quickly he's developed into uh, We really um, thought on high school film um, that he could really rush the passer. He had that knack and that quick twitch. and. He could spin and get underneath and bend. He just had a knack for rushing the passer, and that's what we saw. And uh, he has shown that all camp, and he showed that in the game the other night. He had a sack. He had another one. He came completely free and fell, uh, and came completely free, beat the guy and fell down. And then he had another one on the first sprint out of the game. He had the guy and kind of got, and the guy just remember how he was just throwing it away. Um, so he could have had three sacks in his first game. Um, he had one, and he harassed the quarterback a lot. Um, I think he's going to – I don't think – I know he'll be a really good pass rusher for the next four years, and um, I'm excited about what he – but we've seen that in him. And, you know, you watch it on a high school film and you're hoping it, but they played in such a tough league at St. John Bosco. He played against a lot of good offensive tackles. And coming here, he's done the same thing. So hopefully he'll be able to keep doing that the rest of this year. Coach, can you uh, talk about uh, Drew Lewis's game? Wow, yeah. Drew played really well. We, we knew Drew was really talented. Drew played a little bit at linebacker last year, but Kenneth and, and Rick and, and Addison were the guys that did the main playing in that spot. And then Drew played on all our special teams and made a lot of plays on our special teams for us. And then spring and this fall camp, he's done really well. He has a great knack of we blitzed him a lot up the middle. In our defense, we can do that. We did that quite a bit with Addison, if y'all remember correctly, and how he would send him. He reminds me of a lot of that. And uh, so he was able to do that. He did a great job of um, – Playing his coverage correctly, he did good on the punt team. Uh, I, I thought um, he, I thought he played really, really well, and I was anxious to see how he played. Um, I thought he would play good, um, but with the way he ended up playing, when the lights came on and the physicalness of 
of uh, CSU's line and offensive line and their linebacker. I mean, their running backs. I thought he played really well. Like yesterday, uh, at the end of you talking to us, Javier. Yeah, Javier. Jumps in and asks questions. <laughs> what about him? What he's brought to your team, not only um, physically and what brings your offensive line, but his personality. Oh, um, uh, Javier played really well in the game the other night, uh, and he just got to keep pushing and keep getting better and better and better. Uh, you know, he does a great job in the middle at nose tackle for us. Uh, but his personality is uh, is incredible. He's so quick-witted, um, and uh, he, he's brought a great joy. Every time I see him, I'm going to start laughing. Uh, he's brought a great joy to our team and, um, and, uh, and his expertise and how hard he plays. And uh, um, I'm excited about the next this year and next year with him. Um, and, and his, uh, but he, he's one of those guys, you know, you kind of walk in a room and there's always that guy that you can talk to and he lights the room up and he's always has that big smile on. That's Hobby. Any other questions for Coach? And he won't be playing Wildcat quarterback, I don't think. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. All right, we got a uh, back to Phil Lindsay just. Uh, reminder, we've got questions here with the mic, so raise your hand and we'll come to you. Questions for Philip. Hey, Phil. Um, I guess a two-part question. Yeah. What was your assessment of the offense walking off the field on Friday night, and then mm -hmm. after you watched film, did your feelings change one way or another? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we were happy we won the game. You know, it wasn't what we wanted it to be. Uh, we're an offense that likes to score a lot of points. We're, we're a fast-paced uh, fast offense. And, uh, you know, after taking from the game, you know, we, we went back and looked at it. And it's just little things that we got to correct, little things, and uh, just be more disciplined. And uh, we got to get to the – when we get to the red zone, we got to execute. Uh, so this this next game, we're going to go at it hard. And uh, we, we got to get back to playing uh, Colorado football. Got to get back to being the offense that we know we can be. Bill, I want to ask you about uh, Javier Edwards. Yeah. And uh, you've had to go against him. But mm -hmm. I want to ask you uh, not only about him as a player, but uh, how he's ingrained himself in this team. He's yeah. like a really jovial guy. And uh, mm -hmm. did, he, did he kind of come in here and uh, you guys welcomed him pretty quickly? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, when he was on his visit here, he came and watched us play Washington State. And he was already, you know, with the team and already you know, getting comfortable. And then when he came, you know, he got, got comfortable pretty fast. And, you know, Javier, uh, he's a big love, loving teddy bear pretty much. But he also handles his business, and he goes on about his business. He doesn't make a big scene about anything. And uh, I'm proud of him, and he's a, he's a load to handle, man. guys have like benchmarks as an offense that you want to hit in each game, whether it's points per game or yards per game, and can you share those? And I mean, I wouldn't say benchmarks, but we all we know that we need to score points, like, and that's this point blank period. So we go in there and we just we have to move the ball. We have to get that first first down. Usually, once we get the first first down, uh, you know, we we get we get gelling, we get to moving, we can score points. So it's all about that first first down, and uh, it's all about. Uh, receivers being on the same page, the offensive line being on the same page, and then the running backs being on the same page. And, you know, for Montez, we got to give him more time back there uh, so that he can find the receivers. And uh, for Montez, that was his first game pretty much being the man. So he, uh, you know, he he learned, learned and uh, he's ready. He's ready for this next next uh, game here. You, 
when I asked you that first question, you said it's time that we get back to being the offense yeah. we know we can be. How much of that goes back to the final couple performances last year and mm -hmm. yesterday? Is it all of that, or is it just from Friday? I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's a buildup from last year because we know that we didn't play good last year at the end of the season. And from, you know, and then it's to this year. You know, you have to understand, though, like it was the first game. Uh, we're also playing against a rivalry school, you know, rivalry team. Uh, and CSU, you know, they got a lot better. You know, last the year before we caught them off guard with our tempo. They kind of they kind of adapted to our tempo a little bit more. So for us, we just gotta like I said, we gotta get back to playing our ball, and not worrying about you know who's out there, not worrying about you know if we don't score the first the beginning of the game, but we're gonna be okay. And it's about playing uh, harder, longer. You know, not just at the beginning, the first half, but it's that third quarter for us that we gotta get over the hump. Once we get over the hump in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, we'll start rolling again. Philip, on Friday there were a couple plays where you and Michael Atkins were both yeah. on the field at the same time. You guys have been roommates. You seem to have very different personalities. How does that dynamic between you guys work, and how great is it for you to see him, you know, finally healthy out there? Yeah, I mean, Mike, uh, you know, he's he's been through a lot. You know, he's uh, he hasn't had 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 the years that he's uh, you know wanted, and he's capable of having. Uh, but he's always got a positive uh, mindset and. It, you know, it's, it feels good to be able to see him out there again and, do, you know, doing what he loves to do. And uh, it, it's only going to make us better, uh, you know, the better, you know, more he gets in tune to it. And, you know, he's been out for, you know, some, some time, so it's going to take him some time to try and get back his feet wet. But once he gets back, it's going uh, to be awesome to have both of us rolling. You guys are a big favorite this week. In week one in college football, we saw Liberty beat Baylor. We saw yeah. Howard beat UNLV. So what's the key to not being a UNLV or a Baylor this week? Just play ball. You know, don't worry about who you're playing. And we, we learned that a long time ago. You don't you don't look at a decal on a helmet or and be like, that's who we're playing. Because everybody, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all capable of making plays. They have some talented players on that team. They have a talented quarterback. But we just got to play football. And we gotta do what we do best, and it's and Coach Mack has you know prepared us uh, the whole fall camp for this whole year, and we, we have a goal. We have our goal to get back to the Pac-12 championship and win it, and that's what we're gonna that's what we're striving for, and we're gonna get there. We just have to tune up, just continue to just tune up. Hey Phil, this season marks the 50th with Ralphie, the CU's yeah. mascot. Um, over your time here, have you grown to appreciate kind of just the, the mystique of it all, and have you had any interactions with Ralphie over the years? I mean, you know, Ralphie is the best mascot uh, in college, period. And I'm excited that I, that I get to, you know, be around, be around her, and and it's 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 a feeling that you get every time she runs before the games that I don't think nobody else will ever experience. So it's it's great, you know, it's a great great thing, and the fans love it, and we I think we all love it, and it kind of gets us going. Like you mentioned the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, from Friday, were you guys particularly frustrated with, with not being able to put any points on the board in the second half? I mean, you you always get frustrated when you have to let your set your defense there and they have to they have to continue to hold up. You know, you don't ever want to do that. And for us, you know, in the Pac-12, you score points, and and you get frustrated because you know what we're capable of doing. We have you know we have a talented receiver core. We have a, uh, a mature offensive line. Uh, you know, a great a great uh, quarterback in Montez. So it's just about all of us meshing together, you know, and that's just what it comes down to. Once Montez gets to fill everything, he adjusts every, you know, this, like I said, this is his first time that he's not behind Steffo. This is the first time that he's the man from the start, and people are going to prepare for him. But for Montez, 
he's going to do his thing. And we're, I'm excited to, to see, see that man work. He's going to make a lot of gr- great plays for us this year. I hope you guys are uh, home opener this week and yeah. perfect at home last year. Obviously, it was not that way early in your career, and you guys uh, walked with, with a lot of disappointing losses. So what does it mean to you guys to um, have that perfect last year and be able to establish that home field advantage again yeah. and the, the emphasis on that going into this year? It feels good. I tell you, I tell you, after, you know, I've been here for a while now, about five years, so I've seen it all. So once you start winning, you don't ever want to stop losing. You know, you don't want to start losing again. So uh, for us, it's just about knowing that we have a great fan base that's going to be there and we got to show out in front of them. And that, that helps our defense, too, and our offense because it's a momentum shift. Uh, when, they, when they start getting loud, when they start getting excited, it gets us going. It gets us, gets us that extra energy. And you don't want to lose them Fossum. You know, last year, that was our, our thing. We, did, we, we just weren't going to lose. Like, that was just period. And this year, we had the same, the same mindset. We don't want to lose any games. You know, like I said before, when you, when you start to win, that, that feeling, it's a great feeling. You don't want to lose that feeling. And so, for us, we just got to get back to it. You know, get back to it. And that started on, on Monday. It started today. And, you know, you don't win the game on Saturday. You win it right now. You win it how, how you go on practice. Today was our hard day. We had full pads. But it's about getting at it, getting after it, and getting on your teammates when they're slacking. And, and when, they're, when they're up, you, you know, you tell them good job. Because at the end of the day, it's a team thing. And we all, we all need each other for us to win these games. Phil, kind of picking back. Backing off of that uh, preparation for the game, it looks like Texas State was able to get the quarterback last week, did a pretty good job in the yeah. game. What did you see on film from uh, when you saw the Texas State? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they're, uh, they're a team that's they're physical, they fly around. They got athletes, you know. Anytime you're dealing with a team that has athletes, you just know, you never know because they make big plays. Athletes make big plays, period. And so for us, we got to stay disciplined. Uh, we got to have that same mindset, and the mindset is we want to be part of our champs. So you got to go in there, you got to handle business, no matter who you play. Anything else for Phil? All right, thank you. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dad. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Leo Jackson, questions for Leo? Leo, in your entire athletic career, maybe not necessarily football, but any other sports you played in high school or thing, were you ever part of a team that was a heavy favorite or a huge underdog and was able to come out and win? And I guess what's the rep- recipe for a heavy favorite not to stub their toe? <clears throat> I would say it's just take it one day at a time and not to um, not to think that or not to overlook anyone. Because I think that's the biggest thing, and that allows teams to be uh, to get beat by teams that aren't as good as them, or that are—I uh, don't want to say that—but um, or teams that they 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 overlook teams, and it causes them to uh, end up getting beat and end up getting surprised. And that's the biggest thing: is just not to not to worry about anything and to go into each week with the same ideal is to get better that week and worry about the, your team and not the other team. Does that come down to like a team's maturity level? Are they mature enough to handle their business? Is that kind of- oh, definitely. I mean, it comes back to the, the senior class and um, not allowing the young guys to be able to get the big head and to think to, you know, overlook as well because that's what young guys tend to do is they tend to uh, not pay attention to what's at hand. They tend to look forward and they tend to get really caught up in the now and instead of looking for the future.
Any questions for Leo? Lou, if you talk about uh, just being at home and um, protecting that, you know, the perfect record you had last year, and now this is the home opener, and you try to do that again this year, what it means to you guys to be able to play at Folsom and to, to play well at Folsom? Uh, it means the best to us. I mean, um, when I first came in my first year, I mean, we had four wins. And I mean, a couple of those, we got a taste of it that year of, you know, getting the stadium rocking and getting fans in there. And last year was like uh, very surreal. Like it was uh, it was one of the best things I've, I felt in my, you know, athletic career as far as um, just having pride when you step onto the field, knowing that you have your fans backing you up and um, your community backing you up as well. So it's a big deal for us to keep that going this year. Everybody, I think a lot of fans, were surprised at the defensive performance on Friday. Was there a part of you that was surprised at how well it went? Uh, not necessarily because, I mean, I, we've, I've been in spring and fall camp with all the guys, and uh, basically the biggest thing was our captains, you know, Foe and uh, Rick and everyone were basically telling us that it's all about us. You know, it's about our, uh, the guys in this room, you know, um, the guys that we play with on the field. And not to, you know, get caught up in any of the blogs or anything, you know, anything that any of the media is saying or anything, but just paying attention to those guys that we step on the field with and that we've been sweating with, you know, since the, since everything started. Leo, um, <clears throat> you're starting this year. What's different for you in your role and on the field this year? Um, I have more of a leadership role. And, I mean, uh, that came mainly just from being a senior, but also because um, – just being a veteran on the defensive line in this system. And um, yeah, that's pretty much where it came from. Leo, were you and the other experienced guys defensively at all surprised at Jacob Collier and just kind of how quickly he's had an impact defensively for you guys? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we give him crap because, I mean, he's, you know, he's still a little uh, youngin'. But, I mean, he's making some big plays, and um, we love him for it. You know, uh, we, we, we pretty much saw that coming in from spring all the way to fall camp and just seeing him grow. We kind of knew that he was, you know, he was going to be a big asset. Hey, Leo, go back to your comment there a moment ago about uh, being surprised by this defense. I wonder, was there a little bit of a chip on this defensive shoulder? Because it seemed like every question you guys were asked for about, well, you got to replace this guy and that guy, or guys from the NFL. So was there a sense of, you know, let's, let's kind of show what we're about despite who's not here? Oh, definitely. I mean, it, was a, it, it definitely put a chip on our shoulder and gave us a sense of urgency to just, you know, just quiet everyone up, you know, for, you know, at least a week or so, you know, uh, you know, because I mean, each game is a week, you know, each week is different. But I mean, that was that was our biggest thing was to come out and just to silence people to get people to talk about something else, because that was the biggest thing that was on everyone's, you know, plate of questions to ask. Leo, uh, looks like these guys ran the ball pretty well last week. Just your thoughts on what you've seen on the so far? We have to be very disciplined because they run um, option football and they have a mobile quarterback. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And. You know, just like how Phil said, when you're working with athletes, I mean, anything can happen because they can make things happen out of nothing most of the time. And so that's the biggest thing is just us playing disciplined football. You know, that, that's what it comes down to is fundamentals and discipline. So we talked to Phil earlier. I don't know if you were in the back of the room or not. But the offense seemed a little frustrated after their performance on Friday. How would you describe, I guess, their approach and their mindset this week in practice? You've seen them, you go up against them a little bit. Or how would you describe where their mindset is now after their frustrating performance? Um, they have a chip on their shoulder because, I mean, uh, despite, you know, what everyone else has said or anything, they, they're probably their biggest critics. 
and um, they know that they didn't do you know what they what they wanted to do and what they expected themselves to do. So they have a chip on their shoulder to come out and just to you know let it loose. You expect big things. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I know it's early, uh, Neil, but can you compare and contrast the style and the strengths of this year's defensive line to last year's? Um, I would say we're smaller, but I mean, uh, as far as uh, agility-wise, we're we're a lot more agile. I mean, we're not we don't have any you know really big bodies other than you know Javier, which takes up two guys. But <laughs> but um, as you know, compared to last year, I mean, we're smaller, and uh, we have to learn. We have that's why we have to stay disciplined. And we have to know our fundamentals more and play play to our fundamentals and play to our strengths because we're not the those those you know big uh, big bruisers that we had last year. Any last questions for Leo? All right. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Thank you.